On this week's episode of Afternoon Rants, me and Jared go over what everybody's talking about. No, not COVID-19, the one thing that's distracting us from the pandemic. And that's the Tiger King documentary on Netflix. So, um, in the midst of this coronavirus pandemic, one shining star has emerged that has <laughs> that has like made life so much more interesting, and that is Tiger King. Murder, you know, mayhem, madness. <laughs> That's the title. It just sounds so bonkers the second you say it. It's just so weird. Well, I love when I first told you about it a couple weeks ago. You were like, are you watching Lion King? Like, do you think I was having a stroke or something? You're like... <laughs> no, I, I thought you were trying to make, like, a joke. Like, I thought you were just trying to make, like, a very lame joke. And I was like, you mean the Lion King? <laughs> the Tiger King. Uh, <laughs> it, now, I want you to realize that, like, as we're talking about this on April Fool's Day, which, by the way, has officially been canceled. I don't think anybody gives a flying crap about, like, April Fool's anymore. <laughs> like, um, No, no, they do not. This Tiger King was released on March 20th, 2020, a day of renown. (laughs) I watched it on March 21st, (laughs) 2020. (laughs) Because if I'm being honest, Jared, this is right up my alley. This would have been recommended to me anyway, but now I'm so glad that it's getting like... I would say world renowned now for being just an absolute dumpster fire of a documentary. You know, I'll tell you what, as uh, all of us graduate to our uh, couch surfing life over the next uh, coming weeks, you know? Yeah, indefinitely. Joe Exotic is the dazzling star that we needed in this time. (laughs) (laughs) It really couldn't. I almost feel like Tiger King, Zoom, and Nintendo Switch got together and said, what if a pandemic happened and all of us would come out on top? Like, because I'd never heard, I'd heard of Nintendo Switch, but I'd never heard of Zoom and I'd never heard of Tiger King before all this. Never. For those that don't know, there is a whole underground world that I feel like a lot of people are not aware of, of these privately owned zoos and people buying up exotic animals. Specifically, there seems to be a lot of connoisseurs when it comes to big cats. And Tiger King follows, uh, it's a seven-episode documentary that follows this man who goes by Joe Exotic, who owns his own private zoo. And I think at the base of it is the fact that he owns his own private zoo and he has a rivalry a very intense fiery rivalry with carol baskin uh who owns uh, another private zoo in the of course florida area (laughs) (laughs) i gotta throw that out there too and so it kind of delves into these lives these really extravagant bizarre lives Uh, maybe extravagant isn't the right word just bizarre is better lives yeah much better (laughs) Well, in their heads, they're they're extravagant. the The biggest irony in this whole series is like they will continually try to tell you 
each zoo owner, not only Joe Exotic and Carol Baskin, but also um, Doc Antle, they will all try to tell you why their zoo is great and why the others are wrong and bad. (laughs) (laughs) When in all actuality, the big the big idea here is that and I feel like some people might be forgetting this. They're all bad. They're all bad zoos. <laughs> None of them are good. There is no hero in this. None. You know, I think this is kind of like the end of Reservoir Dogs, you know, when everybody has their guns on each other. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's absolutely insane to me how this could happen. Because, like, so here's the thing. So Joe Exotic was sentenced, and we'll get into this. Uh, I don't know. Do we care about spoiling this? Listen, if you're listening to this at this point, I am going to assume that either A, you have watched it and you just kind of want to talk more in depth on it, or B, you don't care to watch it, but you're bored, so here you go. Yeah, it's just, it's baffling to me. So Joe Exotic was only sentenced uh, to 22 years in prison in January. So, like, they probably were, like, I'm assuming that, uh, like, the directors and the people behind the documentary we're just trying to get in on, like, oh, like, what's this about, like, privately owned tigers and stuff like that. And then they probably got wrapped up in this weird, like, redneck, like, I don't even know how else to describe it, honestly. Like, I kind of feel bad for the documentary makers because they probably wanted to do, like, this, like, eye-opening piece about, like, tiger captivation. And then, like, next thing they know, like, it's just getting memed the hell out of their documentary, you know? Um, I just want to say Eric Good who directed this, and uh, Rebecca Shakelin, I think how you pronounce it, they are the shade masters. They are so shady, and I mean that in a good way. I mean that in a hilarious way. They let these people talk on the camera pretty much unprompted. Like, uh, they just give them a mic and just let them go. And it's the smartest thing you possibly could have done with this. The deal with this is, is you know, it's so funny, too. A lot of people I know, they, they had to dip out already because they didn't like the idea of the animals, all these tigers. I mean, it is a sad premise. You know what I mean? These tigers, these animals that are kept up in cages. They're being kind of pimped around these cubs for cub petting. And, you know, uh, that's how the, these, these zoo a- owners are getting their money is just basically just by pimping out these animals honestly for people to just pet and take pictures with and but when you get deeper into it it just gets layer after layer after layer of craziness this documentary takes place over the course of i want to say like five years it starts off as one thing you just learning about these zoo owners and and joe exotic and who hates carol baskin with a fiery passion because because she has been coming after him for so long saying that his zoo is abusive and hers is her big cat rescue is uh, <laughs> is a place for tigers to go to die. <laughs> so it must be better <laughs> like because she's not letting people pet the tigers. So that must be better because now at least they get to die in peace over in her cages. Um, <laughs> and so right that right there, that could have done the seven parts series. Oh, no, 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 no. Another reason you find out Joe Exotic hates Carol Baskin is because there is a apparently widely known rumor that might not be a rumor that maybe is, who knows, allegedly, in Letterkenny terms, allegedly she murdered her husband and fed him to the tigers <laughs> that she owns. Let me, let me ask you, just yes or no, do you think Carol Baskin killed her husband? Yeah. I do. I do. Okay. 
I, uh, we're on the same page. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's, there is just, there seems to be a lot of uh, evidence pointing towards yes. And uh, you only find that out in episode three. Fully halfway through the series. Also, you find out that apparently at some point, um, you know, uh, one of Joe's employees, the arm, her arm gets ripped off and she goes like right back to work. So as to not bring any bad press onto the zoo, you know, which is, which yeah, <laughs> it's, it's like cold light. Like that is so weird to me. Yes, uh, it definitely. She, said she took what, like a week off? From work after getting her entire arm ripped off? Yeah. Yeah, apparently. And, and you know, you feel kind of sad because it definitely seems like, and I think at one point, one of the people that works in Joe Zoo describes it as they're like a band of misfits that kind of find this family in this, like, zoo. Um, and that's kind of all they have, you know what I mean? So, like, Joe is, like, hiring these, like, ex-convicts and stuff and people that are, like, just trying to, like, kind of rebuild their lives and they're working for like scraps for the day and they're eating off like a meat truck that they're getting expired meat from Walmart and you know feeding to the the tigers and stuff. I mean it's it's actually if you talk about just the premise alone as bizarre and hilarious as some moments are it's also just as tragic as it is in some other aspects like just looking at it, you know and how could we even possibly talk about all of the weirdness? The fact that Joe is a, a polygamist who, like, may have been coercing straight men into marrying him. In or- and in turn, he provides them with meth and guns. Like, I can't. I can't. I can't. Be- but that's a real thing that they talk about in there. Like, yeah. Well, and, it, and it's funny because, like, you could say that. And then anybody who's watched the show will be like, yeah, no, that makes sense to me. You know, it's absolutely insane like i i there's no other word to describe it he ran for governor at some he ran for president during the 2016 election which to be fair i mean everybody was just throwing their hat in at that point if there was (laughs) any election for joe exotic to run in 2016 was it man like so uh if you search joe exotic in google like mm -hmm. without typing it in you know how it does with the autofill yeah the first thing that comes up is joe exotic politician (laughs) <laughs> oh my god! anything else Joe Exotic politician that's wonderful and towards the end of the series so you find out that he did he gets into politics it mainly follows his story he gets into politics you know he doesn't know what he's doing uh, he just kind of wants to be the star of a show his his husband or one of his husbands uh, runs off with the secretary the other tragically murders himself which was horrible um and it's kind of debated whether or not it's suicide or whether it's, I, I don't know, me personally watching the documentary, it was kind of like, uh, I don't really know, you know. So you got Jeff Lowe who ends up kind of stealing the zoo from Joe Exotic because Joe's trying to avoid these lengthy legal battles he's having with Carol going back and forth, just having a pissing match with her. And then he ends up kind of losing the zoo. And then he ends up being um, basically uh, arrested for conspiracy to kill her for for two counts of murder for hire um and for a plot to kill carol baskin oh and uh 17 federal charges of animal abuse that's what he's in jail for right now so that's kind of where it yeah. ends yeah well it's kind of like i'm sure they probably had this all mapped out like their timeline for what they wanted to do for the documentary 
But then, like, all this crazy stuff happened, and then in January, like, your main character, so to speak, gets thrown in jail. I gotta say, with people's reactions watching this now, watching something as crazy as this and finding out it's true, people's reactions to this have been odd for me to see because, and I don't know if it's just mainly the joke of it or, like, but I just want to throw out there that, again... There is no hero in this documentary. It may be based off of Joe Exotic's life, but I don't think anybody should look at that man and go, well, he's in jail wrongly. Like, I mean, maybe he didn't. They do plant seeds of doubt as to whether or not he actually planned to murder Carol Baskin. But either way, he made video series upon video series of you know, other uh, very thinly veiled threats where he's shooting like yeah. a mannequin of her and like a blow up doll of her. So I, I don't think it's I don't think the jury had to take very long to be like, maybe he would. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right. Like wouldn't surprise me. Right. That's and not only that, but I think the thing that really struck me at the end and I thought was such a good move on the director's part um, is that you've got this crazy story. It, it culminates in him ending up in jail. And at the end, you have um, the woman who had her arm ripped off. I don't know what her name is. I forgot. Um, her end up being like, who won in all of this? The, the the animals didn't win. The animals didn't win at all. That last stat. Do you remember that last stat at the very, very end of the series? Nobody talks about this. Yeah, it was what, like 10,000 plus tigers, right, are still in captivity? Or big cats, rather, are still in captivity, right? Yes, they're still in captivity in the U.S., not living in the wild. They're endangered in the wild because <laughs> so many people were like trying to justify this and they're like, well, at least I'm breeding them and they're not going to be endangered now. And it's like, well, what the? F- <laughs> but they're, but they're in cages. Well, you're in a cage. You yeah. know, like, you're not doing it any favor. Have you, would you ever be compelled? You can be honest. I'm not going to judge you on it. Would you be compelled to pet a tiger if you had the chance? If you were like, in a zoo like this, where they allowed it, I don't think so. No, like I, I can't. I can never imagine myself, like even before all this, like going out of the way to like do something like that. You know? Yeah. Maybe, like maybe okay. Truth be told, it also because of like fear, honestly. Because like I don't want a tiger to bite me. You know? I don't like. I'm a klutz. I admit that. Yeah. I. <laughs> well, and that's there's a couple different instances in the documentary itself where the the owners themselves lose control of the uh of the tigers so i don't think that's unfair to say at all i mean that's the thing that they keep forgetting is that they're wild animals at the end of the day and they will turn on you in an instant if they get the opportunity like when joe exotics in the cage with all those tigers and um like the the one can't stop messing with the shoe and starts to drag him, and you see the others starting to get up and everything, and he he was bitching the whole time. Nobody got in that cage to save me. Well, it's like, dude, like, what the hell are they gonna do? Are they gonna be a rodeo clown and try to like? <laughs> how are they gonna save you? <laughs> like, well, the, the thing I really liked about that part is that uh, they were talking about how he essentially had this conspiracy that like somebody planted like meat juice or something on him. Well <laughs> Carol the tigers to go after him. Carol, who supposedly did not murder her husband, had a very specific way. She she's like, oh, I don't know. You'd have to get something on his shoe that would actually make them hungry, like sardine oil. And I was like, wow. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> yeah, was that weird? Like how like 
you believe she just found something? Oh, there were plenty of different things that I felt like were incredibly incriminating, and I don't feel like the documentary, you know, the director's, like, <laughs> failed to, you know, show that there was some definite, like, weird moments coming out of her. Even when um she's regaling the story of her, her last moments with Don, with her, her husband that has gone missing, she says it the exact same way that she did in the newscast like 20 years prior. Said it the same uh, way. He had to leave very, very, very early. She said the same amount of Aries. And I was like, that's weird. But to me, the most damning evidence that, uh, to me personally, in my opinion, that makes me believe that Carol Baskin killed her husband is that um, <laughs> the, the will that says, in in the event of my disappearance, um, <laughs> that's that's like ridiculous like like the like the cop says he's or the lawyer he's like nobody ever anticipates disappearing it's their death you know no i i don't understand this whole like lifestyle of people wanting to own exotic animals it definitely seems like it's a subgroup of people like it's they're they're all into it and they all understand it but i don't understand it at all i've never had a desire can we talk about how Doc Antle has like 17 wives real quick? Yeah, they were uh, yeah, he was a polygamist as well and he called himself Bhagavan, which means god. What? <laughs> it's just like, oh my god. Dude, okay, maybe it's just me, but from like the first like couple times he was on screen, like I immediately just did not like him at yeah. all. Yeah. No. No. Uh, did you get that vibe too that he just seemed kind of slimy, right? Yeah. I there was something definitely off about him that I'm like, if you, I'm sure that if you were to do a documentary about him, uh, you know, you would find a whole lot of things. Like, to me, you know, it's the I think the reason that Joe of the three primary zoo owners, the reason Joe was focused on the most is because Carol had this kind of murder history that she may or may not have done. Uh, this. Doc Ansel guy had this like weird cult thing going on that like the that was basically like slavery, you know, but Joe's thing while he was like still doing bad stuff, he was a little bit more likable. He was just a little bit more likable. I think he was a little bit more approachable. So I think it was easier to have him as the main character. They all had terrible pasts, but I feel like he was a little bit more palatable than the other two. Yeah, I mean, I think you're totally right, but I think the main reason why they also went with Joe is just, like, look at the dude. You know, like, he's, like, that, like, the guy is, like, he's going to generate millions of clicks, right? Yeah. And he did. Yeah. You know, so I definitely think it was a smart decision on their part, if, if, as far as, like, a promotion aspect of putting him as kind of, like, the face for all this. My favorite thing in this whole, my favorite scene in the entire documentary that I think it, what I'm going to take away from this documentary, and I'll ask you about yours in a sec, but mine was when he's in the tiger cage and he is making his like video for a politician and he's like, I am broke. I am gay. I am like, he's just like, and I'm like misquoting here, but he just like goes down a list. He's like, I'm broke as shit. I'm gay. I won't wear a suit. <laughs> I'm just... And someone made this meme and it was like me coming out of 
quarantine. Like I am broke. I have <laughs> tested out drugs. <laughs> what was your favorite scene? Uh, is it weird if I say the same thing? Like yeah. I think that was just the one scene. Like <laughs> like there's a couple times where I found myself laughing, but like that one just knocked me dead. Yeah. <laughs> like that's not something you would ever expect to hear. Like imagine somebody who's running for president this year and they watch. <laughs> Just like, I have smoked meth, I'm gay, I have a mullet, and they just go off the like, usual It really did feel like it was almost a lot of times like there's no way that this could be real. Like, there's no way this could be real and have gone under the radar for so long, you know? And nobody knew about this whole world, this whole underground world. <laughs> oh, apparently uh, Tiger King producers, I'm just looking this up because I was looking to see about how, um, I, I'm not sure if it's a rumor or if it's been officially announced yet that... Kate McKinnon, right? Kate McKinnon, right. She is supposedly going to play ba- Carol Baskin in some sort of new series. I, I don't know if it's going to be like another Tiger King you know, series. I, I can't imagine that Carol Baskin would like, I mean, I guess... If you believe that, like, all press is good press, like, keep it going, but... Uh, so, I actually saw an article uh, a uh, article earlier today, and Carol Baskin actually reached out to, I think it was CNN, and she was like, yeah, no, they completely cast me in, like, in the wrong light here. And th- basically, everybody else involved who's not Joe Exotic was saying that they only hit, like, 10% of the story. Like, there's still, like, so much more, like... That goes. That went into what happened. Wow. I she yeah. It says Tiger King producers respond to Carol Baskin's claims that documentary is salacious and sensational. <laughs> I I mean, but the thing is, is I really don't feel like they edited anything to seem too ridiculous. You own a freaking private zoo, and you're calling everybody cool cats and kittens, and you might have murdered your husband. Like I don't know how you can edit that <laughs> to seem tame. I genuinely, I, it, she has, like, those murder eyes, dude. I'm telling you. <laughs> so have you met those people who are, like, super corporate is probably, like, a word for it, where they're just, like, like there's no, like, meaning behind their smile or anything? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's I, her, right? Like, like, I was getting huge vibes of just, like, when I used to work at a grocery store. I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> she was like, oh, yes, we love everybody here. And she just, like, hold out the smile for, like, an uncomfortable amount of time. So I was just reading this. So so Tiger King co-producer, this is according to MSN, he was saying yeah. he's defending the series. He says, you know, basically her personal life, her childhood, abuse from her first and, and second husband, disappearance of her ex, Don Lewis. She knew this was not uh, about, it's not a blackfish like the SeaWorld documentary because of the things she spoke about. She certainly wasn't coerced. The other thing I would say about all these people is that there was a lack of intellectual curiosity to really go and understand or even see these animals in the wild. Certainly Carol really had no interest in seeing an animal in a wa- in the wild. There you go. That's really what it boils down to and I feel like that's what the documentary, what I feel like in, in the midst of all the sensation w- with all the craziness that is in this documentary the thing that really people should take away from this most is how ironic it is that these all of these people are hypocritical saying they care about animals 
And it's literally the last thing they care about. Like, they either care about clearing their name, getting the money, getting the fame, get, you know what I mean? They don't care about these animals, and they would rather the animals die on their property in their cages than actually be out in the wild. They just turned the camera on these people. Like, you could tell they really didn't have to coerce them into anything. No, no. It really wasn't, it wasn't highly edited. Mm-mm. Like, when they were speaking, it was just this yeah. that you really can't take out of context, you know? Yeah. And the, yeah, and the, so the thing that I actually just found out, uh, Eric Good, uh, the producer and kind of the main interviewer throughout this whole thing, he runs a uh, turtle conservancy. Did you know that? Well, I saw that he was a conservator. I didn't click on his name, but yeah. Huh. Go figure. Yeah, so I guess he has a history of trying to, you know, save like these endangered species and stuff like that that's pretty cool i didn't know that up until like uh, a little while ago at the end of the day, I think that right now that this was probably the best thing that could have possibly happened for people in the surviving the coronavirus pandemic is for this story to come out because it's such good escapism. I mean, I definitely think it's a flash in the pan in a couple couple months from now well you know the the last time I saw this much buzz about a documentary was um making a murder with uh oh, yeah, Stephen Avery sure. um and because the the great thing about this documentary is a lot of people are coming to their own conclusions I mean really the the star of it beyond Joe Exotic is like whether or not Carol murdered her husband people love uh like an unsolved mystery like that you know Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think that we're gonna see a lot of like Joe Exotic and Carol Baskin like costumes at the at the end of this. Oh, no. I mean, I definitely considered it myself, like because it'll be just enough time where people will forget, and then you come back and you hit them with like a flower crown, and like <laughs> it's super easy to do, <laughs> do a cosplay. <laughs> I got enough time. Leah, Leah, how about this? We'll do uh, we'll do like an anniversary podcast for this one, and I'll grow out a mullet for you. Okay. Absolutely. I'm curious to know what this Tiger King series. There, there's not a lot known right now about the uh, the Tiger King series. It's a TV series, but there's not really a lot of known about it quite yet. Are they doing like a dramatization of like the whole thing? I'm not really sure. I just see that it's Kate McKinnon is confirmed. She's going to be Baskin. It's going to be a limited TV series adapted from the Wondery podcast Over My Dead Body 2, Joe Exotic, which um, goes through what we saw on Tiger King. Dax Shepard has volunteered to play as Joe Exotic, which actually, man, <laughs> what good... Ca- if the man doesn't know himself as a good... That's that's some good casting right there. Um Edward Norton thinks he'd be better suited to play one of the three husbands. He thinks he'd be better to play Travis. I, you're too old. I love you, Edward. You're too old. You're too old, right? You're, you're way too old. Yeah, Travis is like 19, so like no way. I think, yeah, I'm trying to think of some different ones. Oh, man, this is a good one. This is a good one. Vince Vince Gill as Jeff Lowe. Absolutely. Ooh. That would be really good. Who should play Doc Antle? You know, okay, funny enough, James Hetfield is breaking into acting. I can see it. No! <laughs> Just because he has the flavor saver. Hold on. James Hetfield could pull a pretty convincing uh, uh, Doc Antle. I'm telling you. I, I have faith. 
He reminded me a little bit of um, Mugatu from Zoolander, so I feel like almost Will Ferrell could do it. Like he could, he could be the. Oh yeah. Y- yeah, um, that would be kind of my vote. Honestly, I, 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 I'm, I'm with Dax Shepard. I think he'd be a good Joe Exotic. <laughs> yeah, no, I am all in on Joe Exotic. Uh, Dax Shepard. Yeah. All in. Couple other choices. People have said Matthew McConaughey. Um, ah, I don't know. Uh, Michael Keaton or uh, Jim Parsons, but I, uh, I gotta, I gotta say that Carol. I, I think Kate McKinnon is gonna do a good job with uh, Carol Baskin, though. I think that's a good call. So yeah, you know, I feel like she'll bring like a lot of humor to it. You know. Yeah. If they want to do this, they better jump on the boat soon. That well, I don't know how you're going to start filming something like this if everybody's in quarantine right now. I have no idea how you start this series, you know. And then <laughs> at that point, it's almost going to be like because this this has the absolute markings of a flash in the pan right now. So if you do this a couple months from now, nobody's going to give a crap. Like <laughs> this is just too weird, you know. Yeah. You know, I am curious about it, though. I, I really want to see what they're going to be able to do. Cause yeah. you, like, do you think they'll go, like, full comedy series with it? Oh, absolutely. There's no way you can't, like, make this a comedy. I mean, but the thing of it is, is that you don't even have to try to make it funny. It just is that way. It's just funny and weird and sometimes really sad. And if they're smart about it, they'll just kind of, like, present the facts as is and you just got to trust that your audience is funny enough, like your audience is smart enough to get it. Like that's what these documentary people like Eric Good did. And that's why this documentary ultimately is successful is I feel like they knew knowingly there were so many moments in the camera where I was like, they filmed that full well knowing that by letting that person say that and by like when they talked about meth, for instance, Right. And how it can like how it um it always you see it meth mouth a lot. The cop is talking about this and then they literally zoom in on 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 Joe's husband smiling. <laughs> that was just that was pure gold. Like <laughs> it makes it so much easier. Also, that man didn't oh, wear a shirt you know the what, whole though? time. You know what, though? John Finley, Joe's husband, who, who uh, you were talking about, he did make a post after this all came out. He did get his teeth fixed. Oh, good for him. He didn't seem like a bad guy. He just seemed like No, he seems like a really nice dude. Yeah, he just didn't he just seems like he got kinda caught up in drugs and the tiger lifestyle, as one does, you know. So As one does. Yeah, so uh yeah, well I'm glad that you finally watched Tiger King and you can now understand and I feel like we're all wiser for it now. <laughs> I, for I mean, one, if anything, it, it, yeah, it really made me feel smart. You know that. <laughs> it really did. Yeah, I was like, nice. You know, like I have some faith in myself now, and that's what I needed. I, I, I like. I'm just immensely grateful that I could take a compelling break. That this could all culminate at such a perfect time, where in this dark and scary world, and if anything, I'm just sad now that the distraction is over.